Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos, and you're listening to Socialist Tuesday on So Organised Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa for today's podcast with Renee. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for letting us into your sewing room today. We're meeting with a new volunteer editor for The Socialists. We recently met Christopher and today we're taking time out to learn more about Renee from Baltimore. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much for coming on to Selgonized Style Podcast Socialist Tuesday today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been following you on Instagram for a while. Can you tell us a bit more about your Instagram name and how it came about? Oh, sure. So my Instagram name is Miss Seely's Pants, and it originates from the Alice Walker novel, The Color Purple. But I have to admit, I read the book many years ago, probably 25 years ago, and I had seen the movie. But about 10, 12 years ago, my aunts in Brooklyn, New York, and I went to go see The Color Purple on Broadway. And it was a musical at that point. And I didn't know the songs. I didn't know what to expect. And I was just completely swept away by the show. And the protagonist, her name is Miss Seeley. And uh, she's abused and sort of finds herself and grows out of this whole lifelong experience. And at the end, she opens a store called Miss Seeley's Folk Pants. And so there's this awesome song where it starts, all I need is a needle and a spool of thread, got about a million patterns in my head. All the ladies are going to love to dance when they in Miss Seeley's pants. And I remember getting chills and thinking, oh, I just found a blog name. And I started blogging as Miss Seeley's pants and it seemed an automatic Instagram handle. I have thought about changing it to Renee Samuels, but then I think nobody would know who I am because I've been Miss Seeley's pants on the internet for 10 years. That's right. And it's got such a good connection to what motivates you to sew as well. Yes. And I should say like in the musical and in the book, there've been pieces written, thought pieces written about this. It takes place, I think, in the 1920s, and she basically comes into her own, and she begins to wear the pants. And she starts to make pants for people, and by being able to sew, she gives herself independence, but also gives it to other people. And it just, it's perfect. I I can't change it now. No, and I wouldn't either. It's just a wonderful way to show who it is you are and what you want to reflect yeah. Can you describe where you live for us? Because people from all over the world listen to So Organized Style Podcast. Sure. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, Baltimore City proper, not a suburb, not the outskirts, but in the city. 
I'm not from Maryland originally. I was actually born in Brooklyn, New York, and then my mother joined the military. So I've lived all over the world and in different parts of the United States. But Baltimore is, I like to joke, I've never lived outside of an original 13 colony when I've been in the US. So I'm definitely sort of a mid-Atlantic East Coast lady. Baltimore is a really unique town. It's a, I think we're still in the top 25 percentile of population, the top 25 size city. I used to work in the mayor's office. So I <laughs> used to work in the mayor's office for the city of Baltimore. So I should have these facts just spinning <laughs> off. But I think what I would want people to know about Baltimore is we are not just the wire. I think the wire and homicide life in the streets are both really brilliant shows, but they are TV shows. It's not everybody's reality. It's somebody's reality, but not everybody's. I love Baltimore because it's incredibly diverse. There's an amazing food scene. There's a really wonderful garment history background in Baltimore. There are enthusiastic makers. We're a city with great baseball. Uh, we're home of the Baltimore Orioles. And if you're into seafood, there is nothing like a Baltimore crab, soft shell or hard shell. And we love our Old Bay seasoning. I love it here. I really do. Having moved around a lot as a child, this is the place that I felt most at home where I could become a part of things that were happening because it's still got a great cost of living, um, especially if you compare us to Washington, D.C., which is about 30 minutes away, or New York, which is three hours away, or Philly, two hours away. You can really be a part of everything here. I think you're a really good advertisement for Baltimore. <laughs> you know all the facts. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, and I, I have to say, we are also the birthplace of the national anthem, the United States' Star-Spangled Banner was written just in Baltimore's harbor. And so that's something we take a lot of pride in. You can come to Fort McHenry and see where the rockets were bursting in air. And so that's Baltimore. Okay. I think you've just given me my places to go whenever we get to Baltimore one day. <laughs> I'll take you around. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. Now, sewing. How did you start sewing or what motivates you to sew? Sure. So I was always interested in clothes when I was a little kid, but my parents were not interested in buying me the things that I wanted. So my mother was active duty military. And I remember one time being on the military base and which was, we go to the PX, which is basically the mall in Germany. And I opened the pattern book and I remember flipping through it and thinking, wait a minute, you mean I could make these things? And so I told my mom I wanted to sew. And she said, oh, okay, you know, your grandmother sewed and so did your grandfather. He was a tailor back in Grenada. And she went to a woman in church and said, Renee wants to learn how to sew. And she literally just like sent me to this woman's house. And she had me sewing shirts and aprons and pull-on pants. And I learned the basics from her, went on to do home ec, and then just have been in love with sewing ever since. Wow. Can you remember what, sorry, this is being very particular. Can you remember what patent book you were looking at the first time? Yes, I can. <laughs> it was a Butterick pattern book. And what I remember, so this was, I guess, maybe the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. The pattern that struck out to me, and I wish I knew the number, I should go see if I can find an archive, was one of those geometric pieced tops, diaphanous top and leggings and it was a, a pattern set, you know, there were like five or six pieces. So it was a wardrobe builder. And I just was like, oh, I could do that thing that YM magazine says I can do. I could have a wardrobe, a capsule wardrobe. I was completely taken. And capsule wardrobes, they're your thing, aren't they? A little bit. I think I did 
what a lot of us do maybe when we first start sewing on the internet, you're like, I want to make this and I want to make that because you see everybody making these patterns that are trendy or everybody's talking about. And this last year, year and a half, I really realized that I was unhappy with my closet. I'd gone from a very forward facing job in executive government offices, doing political stuff, doing public relations to working from home mostly and at an education nonprofit behind the scenes where nobody was going to really see what I was wearing. And my body changed, my style changed, the needs I had changed. And so I tried to move away from fast fashion of sewing Mm -hmm. to making garments that could do double duty and would last and would also, I just hated going into my closet and not having something to wear. You know, whether it was like, you know, sometimes I had a funeral and I'd be scrambling and borrowing clothes or something to wear from somebody because I just didn't have something appropriate or it was a cocktail party, or maybe I was going to the theater, or maybe even just running errands. I didn't have casual clothes. So I really took some time to sort of document my wardrobe needs and then look at the patterns that I did that would sort of fit that. Mm. But more importantly, was kind of getting a grasp on the colors that I wanted to wear. I am a dark-skinned Black woman, and so I feel like I can wear almost any color. But the problem with that became as I had all the colors, (laughs) I sort of thought it'd be great really if I couldn't wear yellow because then I could at least knock something out. So I really kind of honed in on the colors that made me feel good and that I liked the most. And that's a really good way of culling what you've got. Yes. Without going down the whole, I'm going to declutter my life sort of (laughs) avenue. I got like little color swatches and pulled out my fabric stash. Mm -hmm. And it was, I used to find it so difficult to let go of fabric because it was like, it could be this, it could be that, or I bought it. Yeah. But when I had a goal in mind, it really cleaned itself out. And now I love everything in my stash. Oh, that's great. That's a good story. The reason we're talking today is because you're now a volunteer editor for Socialists. What does that mean to you? Sure. I was sort of speaking, you know, I've been sewing for a long time and I feel like I was a little late to Instagram. I had done pattern review and been a moderator there. I knew about sewing forums, but Instagram, I came to a little bit later. And so when I joined Instagram, I started hearing about the socialists. I would see things, hashtag socialists. I'm like, what is that? That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I have found from the socialists is it really is a blog for everybody. There is such a wealth and depth of information and a way of lifting voices that are probably not normally heard or getting into the nitty gritty of details that there are a lot of people that I think are maybe secret sewers. They lurk on sewing blogs and websites, but they don't feel confident maybe about their photography skills or their storytelling skills, or maybe feel like they're not quote popular enough to put the effort into writing a detailed blog post. And I think The Socialist is great about gathering all those people together, giving them a platform so we can hear all voices. And that's what I wanted to be a part of. I actually initially said no when Jillian approached me because I thought, oh, who has time? And But at the same vein, there's been so many conversations within the crafting community about diversity and representation. And I thought, well, how can I, as a plus-size Black woman, complain about that if I myself am not willing to put in the work 
to try to lift those other voices up. And so that is what I love about the socialists. And that's why I'm a part of it right now. That's true. I mean, you could have said no, but then who else would have come along and been that voice? Exactly. And I think I should also say, you know, something else I appreciate about them is that there's a timeline, you know, it's three months, six months. And so it's not like this, oh, how long am I volunteering for? Mm -hmm. It's a defined period. And that I think prevents burnout and really helps you kind of cram in all the ideas you might have. Are there any particular aspects of your voice that you want to bring to socialists in the time that you're there? Yes. Again, when I joined Instagram, I really kind of was exposed to this wide world of independent sewing designers. And I honestly, I'm still not familiar with them. For me, I think I represent a still somewhat young voice who is maybe very traditional in what they make. I personally don't need, say, 10 pajama pants patterns, but I understand why people do, and I'm not denigrating that at mm-hmm. all. But I think there's something to be said for a more experienced maker who has a little bit of time under their belt, who can kind of weed through the chafe to find the wheat. And I've been enjoying that. I've been enjoying getting exposed to different independent designers, but also kind of bringing that, you know, maybe a little bit stodgy fit matters. You need to make a muslin. (laughs) You need to trace your grain line. (laughs) I like bringing a bit of that voice to the socialists also. The most recent blog post that you've done for socialists, that was about teas, wasn't it? Yes. Um, So that somewhat got started. I wrote a guest post earlier this year, maybe late last year about fitting t-shirts. Oh, this year. What is time? (laughs) I keep making that joke. I'm like, what is time anymore? In quarantine, I started sewing uh, workout shirts for my husband. He's an avid uh, fitness enthusiast like you, Maria. And I was fitting shirts for him. And they asked if I would write a piece about just sort of like, basically just because they're a man doesn't mean that their bodies are easier to fit than ours. And his just is not. And so then we were trying to come up with many midi challenge ideas. And Jillian, one of the founders of the socialist said, well, why don't we do t-shirts? Everybody's always wearing t-shirts. And it got assigned to me. And I'm grateful for it. Honestly, like at first I thought t-shirts again, who needs 10,000 t-shirt patterns? Turns out they are actually a little different. And so I've been writing roundup posts and inspiration posts for t-shirts. And I have actually found a few things that I am interested in making. And I, I did not think there could be a t-shirt that would get me excited. And that's why I talked about your post about the tea roundup, because, you know, you've found all of these t-shirts and you're right. They are a little bit different. And now that's actually given me a way to make my tea for this mini challenge. So thank you. You're welcome. I've got a couple more posts coming up. It's going to wrap up this upcoming weekend Mm. um, on the 29th, but we encourage people to keep making t-shirts. We'll still highlight and feature them. We'd love to see it. I'm definitely going to be one of those that happens after the deadline, not before. (laughs) I'm not a deadline keeper, so I understand. Thanks, Renee. If we have any listeners out there who are still thinking about following socialists, what words would you say to them to encourage them to join in? I would say that if you are interested in learning and hearing from diverse voices, and when I say diverse, I mean, that could be wheelchair users, that can be people from our trans community, that could be folks from around the world. If you just even want to hear a different voice than maybe you're always here, 
then the socialists is really the blog for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just appreciate what you're doing, Maria. I think so many of us, you know, so in isolation and this podcast like this, give us an opportunity to make friends or to hear voices. You know, I've known who you are for probably 15 years now, and I know you're Australian. And the moment I heard your voice, I giggled. It's the most ridiculous thing. So thank you for, you know, bringing life, bringing life and light into the sewing community. Oh, thank you. I mean, the whole point of doing these daily podcasts is to give people uh, someone in their sewing room so that they don't feel like they're on their own, especially at the moment while, you know, a lot of people are in isolation. So thanks, Renee. My pleasure. No, thank you. Renee, thank you for coming on to Socialist Tuesday on Soul Organised Style Podcast. Renee, I wish you all the best for being one of the new volunteer editors on Socialist Team. You'll be a great asset to them and I know it'll be an enjoyable experience for everyone and I'm really looking forward to the blog post that you put out. (laughs) Thank you, Maria. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for the Socialists was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Renee, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and from all good podcast distributors. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.